Hebrews 10, just for a few minutes. Uh, if you lock in, I, I and just just lock in on this for a few minutes. I really believe you'll go out of here with something of substance that that's gonna that's mo- gonna mobilize us. So, um, yeah, finding my place. Okay, so Hebrews 10. Just want to, for a few moments, look at verses 19 to 25. So we just lived out those first, those those, er, those earlier verses. We just, we just, we just applied that finished work of the cross. It says in verse 19 of Hebrews 10, "Therefore, brethren, hold on. Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and virtue of the blood of Jesus, that's what we're doing today, by this fresh, new, and living way which he initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, the veil of the holy of holies, that is through his flesh. And since we have such a great and wonderful and noble priest who rules over the house of God, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith. And I'm reading from the Amplified. So, Having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable and faithful to his word. There's a corporate invitation right here to to all of us. Now, you can read this individually. You know, he says, you know, since the way has been opened, when Christ died, that's the purpose of what he he was born, opening the way for us as God's children to enter into the Holy of Holies, to come right into God's presence and enjoy fellowship with him. No more separation. And that's a powerful invitation. Um, And certainly that applies to each of us on an individual level. Every morning when you wake up, when you, when you, before your feet hit the ground, you can enter into the wonderful presence of God. But in the context of what's being said here, I really believe this is an invitation for God's people to come collectively. Uh, I'll tell you why. He says, you know, since, this, since the way has been opened for us to enter in, for us to enter into that holy of holies, that ho- most holy place, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith. The Amplifies says, let us all come and draw near. Let us all come forward and draw near. Draw near to God. Having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. It's an invitation for us to all come. I I looked into this. You know, um, this is the word used, let us draw near. Is the same term that was used when Jesus went up on the mountain and sat down, and it says his disciples came to him. They all came, many of them. And it was used again in the book of Acts, where, though, where, where Paul is shipwrecked on an island, and he starts healing everybody. <laughs> it says those who had diseases on the island came and were healed. They all started coming. Picture that, everybody living on the island, all however many were living on the island, they all just started coming to where Paul was on the shore to get healed. You see, it's a corporate word. And so that's the same word that's used here for let us draw near. Let us 
You know, let us draw near with a sincere heart. Let's draw near to God. Let's not shrink back. Let's draw near in full assurance of faith. He's saying, let us all come together. Let us come before our Abba Father. He wants his family to come into his presence together, joyfully. He wants us all. You see? Papa wants all his children. Last week, Bird had a lot to say about how we walk together. And walking together into the presence of the Lord is the most beautiful thing we can do. So I was so encouraged Monday evening when, what, about a dozen people showed up here? And we all just came together and prayed. It was so beautiful. We entered into his presence. You know, some of the things Bert said last week, um, I want to just for a few moments highlight that. Read verse 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, to studying how we may stir up. That means stimulate and even incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, ur urging, and encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. Um, Bert made reference to what Jesus said. Jesus said, by this shall all men know you are my disciples if you love one another you keep showing love among yourselves. And he said, Bert said last week, let's get on God's frequency. I, I sat there scribbling notes, so let, and I was reviewing them here the other day. Let's get on God's frequency, he said. God's frequency is love. And you know, I, I thought about kind of like a radio dial, you know, those old school radios. You turn it. Well, you know, you got AM, FM, FM radio. You got a you got a bunch of stations you could be tuned into, and it's got whatever you want, any genre of music, any 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 everything from liberal to conservative talk radio. It's got whatever you whatever you whatever you want to hear, you can find. Well, you know a lot. I I, I want to just challenge you for a moment. You know what's our inner radio dial tuned into? Okay. Let's get on God's frequency. His frequency is love. You know, sometimes the issue, if we're in confusion, if we're, if we're struggling in our spiritual walk, if we're, if we're just feeling kind of stale and kind of, um, you know, just, just kind of, just like stuck in neutral, like we're not going anywhere. Sometimes the issue might be that we're, we're really are, are we're tuned into the wrong, <laughs> the wrong frequency. We're listening to the wrong conversation. We're asking the wrong questions. God wants us tuned in. We're called to stimulate one another, to stir up one another, and even to incite one another to love. Verse 24. Let us give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may stir up and encourage one another to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. So how do we do that? We build one another up. 
We edify one another. As we share during communion, we don't tear down one another with our tongue. We bless with our words. We encourage. We, we get so filled up with the reality that we are blessed that we can't wait to come together and be a blessing by passing it to others. We, we, we exercise our gifts for the good of the body. You know, we're, we're all anointed of the Lord to do this. We walk in humility. You know, we, as I was sharing earlier, turn that battle at the gate and don't allow things like jealousy, you know, to creep in. You know, I mean, how foolish, how foolish jealousy is, right? Comparing your gifts with somebody else's. I, I, I got to thinking about that because that's where the root of a lot of it comes from. It's like comparing each other's skill sets or gifting. I mean, a gift is just that. It's a gift. And God gives them out as he, he doles them out as, he's, as, he, as he wishes. So let's not fall into comparison traps. I don't know why I'm mentioning this today, but it's for, it's, it's for, it's for us. Let's not fall into comparing ourselves with one another. Remember, keep a body mentality. We are, we are, we're family. We're, we're family. We're members of the same household. We also are members of the same body. The, the scripture refers to us, it, it draws comparisons as a, as a household. We're members of the same household. We're also members of the same body. Well, does your body compete with itself? No. The cells in your body, when you're healthy, are functioning, working together. All your cells are, are coming together, functioning together to create your tissue. All your tissue are functioning together to create your muscle. All your muscle... Uh, or, or your organs. All your organs are working together to create your organ systems. And this is what keeps you healthy. And only when cells start rebelling and, do, and doing wacky things does the body get out of order. You see? So, so it, how foolish, you know, when we're members one of another to, to you know, and, and Paul gets into this, you know, you, you, know you, you know, does the hand say to the foot, because I'm not a foot, I'm not part of the, and I, or because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body? No. You need every part of your body. Break a little toe and find out how tough it is to walk. You need your little toe. Yeah, but it's not an important job. Who said? Who said it's not important to be a little toe? Whatever you're, I, I'm just using analogy here, but everything is important in God. You see? And you have a place in the body. Find your place, function in it, and you'll find great contentment. And don't try to, y you know, we've heard the term stay in your lane. It's a pretty good term. That doesn't mean, th th there's, there are times we need to challenge ourselves and God's going to stretch us and take us maybe outside of our comfort zone and have us actually do more than what we thought we were capable of because a lot of times we really, really sell ourselves short. So I'm not so totally sold on the whole stay in your lane thing. But I believe it in the sense that find your sweet spot that you function in and flow in it. Okay? And if God wants to add to you dimensionally, he can do that. You know, he can absolutely do that. Okay? And he will. He, he'll build on that. And, but, 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 again, just here's where, you know, we as the body, let's take great joy in, you know, in each other's successes, 
in each other's. You know, let's applaud what God does, you know, right? We're, we're good at this, I think, in this body. Celebrate one another. Really celebrate one another. Celebrate what God's doing in our lives, right? I think we, we're really good with that here. Let's continue to do that. Let's continue that. I think we're doing a lot of this. Let's all the more. And, that's, and that takes us to the last verse. I told you, this is just really short, just a, a short devotional here on this. But um, So how can this all happen? Well, it's got to happen. We've got to be together for it to happen. And literally, there, it, often we have to be together in the same place, like in the same room. We've got to have physical proximity to one another. So the book of Acts says they were all together on the day of Pentecost. They were all together in one place. What does that mean? They all came together, 120 of them, in one room. Now imagine if Jesus said, don't go do anything else. Go to Jerusalem. Go to that room and wait. Now imagine some of them were like, well, I have a, I have a meeting to preach off in Caesarea. I can't. I can't. Or, oh, I got I to go take care of something else. Or I, I got, you know. And I'm sure, knowing the, knowing the enemy and the way he works, those thoughts came to them. They're, those men and women were human, just like us. And I'm sure they, but, but wait, no, I can't. I don't have time to go up there and wait. Wait, how, how long? Well, Jesus didn't say. What do you mean? I, 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 I got a life. To, I got to go to work tomorrow. I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta go home cook dinner. I got to, the Mets are on TV. You know, it's like, you know, wait. Yeah, you know, but they did it. They came together, and imagine if anybody didn't obey it, there may have been some that didn't. It just says 120 of them were up there. Okay, the 11, Judas was gone, but the 11 were certainly up there, and there were a lot up there with them. I'm sure there were probably others who were invited that didn't, that didn't show up because of this very thing. I got stuff to do. I, I got stuff to do. My life's busy. And they, imagine what they missed. The outpouring, the ultimate outpouring, <laughs> the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They missed the day of Pentecost if they, if they weren't there. You see, so, so really, I mean, the only way we're going to build, one, the only way we're going to fulfill verse 24 is if we're in the same together, in the same, in close proximity often. We have to, we have to do verse 25 to do verse 24. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may encourage one another to love and helpful deeds and noble activities, we have to have access to each other. We have to be in the same room. This is, goes way beyond go to church next Sunday. This is like you're my family and we do life together. And we eagerly look for opportunities to get together, both in this room and in other settings. It's a whole different ball game. It ain't, it ain't you know, go to church. It's, 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 it's assemble yourselves. It's... I love that word, assemble. Let's not forsake or neglect to assemble ourselves. I think like Legos. You remember Legos? Snap them into place. The assembling of ourselves together builds up the house of God. You snap the Legos into place, and you build the structure. It's built. It's being built. Jesus is building his church, and this happens as we assemble together. Coming together as family. Bert said this, grow in love until you can't wait to come together with God's people to the extent that we are addicted to meeting one another's needs. I'm basically done, by the way. So just lock in on these last couple statements. I'll say that again. I wrote this word for word. Grow in love until you can't wait to come together with God's people to the extent that we are addicted to meeting one another's needs. 
Let's flip the word addiction. Let's take it back from the enemy. Let's get the good addiction. Let's become like addicted to Jesus, addicted to the household of God, addicted to be just, just man, we're family. I can't get enough of my family. I love being with my family. Whoa. Flips the whole thing on its ear, doesn't it? Because the truth of the matter is, let's be real. I'm, I'm, we're, this is family time. You have the energy, and I have the energy to do what we want to do. If I want to, if I, I do, look, weeknights, I, I work hard. I work hard. Weeknights, I, after, like after prayer on a Monday night, I'll go home. It's 8 o'clock, 8.30. I'll, I'll eat some dinner, and the Mets are on. And I got to go to work the next morning. I need to get up early. I need to get up. I get up for my devotion time between 5 and 5.30. But I, and the Mets game. And I want to watch a little of the Mets to unwind. You know, I tell myself I should be going to bed by like 9 o'clock. An hour later, it's 10 o'clock. It's a good game. Oh, this is so good. See, I have energy to do what I want to do. You know it, and so do I. And I'm looking at all of you all. Because I'm not singling anybody else. Right? We have any, Yeah, if we want to watch Star Wars, all of a sudden you're not tired anymore, are you, Kiara? Star Wars is on. I was going to go to bed, but <laughs> Star Wars is on. Right? I mean, I'm being humorous. I'm being humorous, and honestly, God loves your God loves to let us have our little likes and our hobbies. I think God likes to God loves seeing us smile and he loves seeing us happy. So it's I think you shared it one time. He likes being in a lot of these things that that that, that we're hardwired to like. I happen to like to exercise. I like to lift weights and run. I feel like when I'm run when I'm running, I, I feel God's smile, kind of like the old Eric Liddell thing from the movie Chariots of Fire. They asked him why he run, why he ran. He was called to be a missionary, and, and, and you know, and some his sister and some others didn't like the fact that he ran. They thought he should have been on the mission field. And he says, he says, I'll, I'll get to the mission field. I'm, I'm, I'm called to go to China. He said, but I'm going to run in those Olympics. He said because when I run, I feel God's pleasure. He feel, felt God's smile. You see, there are things God God loves you doing those things. But don't put that ahead of the body. That's idolatry. I, I, I love, in, the, in, in a certain sense, certain things. But, 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 but let's, don't let anything, don't let anything, our likes and our preferences, don't let that take the place of, of verse 25 right here. And I know verse 25, is a, there's a certain built-in offense here because it's been used. I've seen it used. I've seen it used to bash people over the head. I've seen it. You know, I, I, but, but we're not doing that. This is light. This is, Jesus said my yoke is easy. My burden's light. You know? As Bert said, let's grow in love. Let's commit ourselves to this, to growing in love until we literally just, you're so overflowing with joyous expectation Yes, in what God's going to do when we come together. And also in that we get to be together. We get to see one another. Okay? We get to, you know, we get to come together and, and how God's going to utilize us to release his blessing into one another's lives. The enemy hates families coming together. You see the attack on the home. It's a rarity now for families even to take 30 minutes to come together in each room. Families just don't do it anymore. You see? 
The enemy will use anything to keep family distracted, to keep family apart. But God's calling us together. And that's, I, I just wanted to revisit that today, okay? God is, God's calling us to assemble, and to assemble all the more. To assemble, not just to assemble, not just for the sake of checking off boxes, but folks, this, brothers and sisters, this is our lifeline in this hour of human history. That we urge one another, encourage one another, we were sharing Wednesday evening how we all have, you know, blind spots. We need to be able to speak into one another. We need to be able to share with one another. We need to be able to help one another along. This isn't some cultish thing where we tell each other what to, you know, how, you know what car to buy or it's not. But 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 the point is, it's the it, it's that as a uh, collectively as the body of Christ. And I'll leave you with this thought. Together, we have the mind of Christ. Together, we have the mind. You know, on a, on, a, on a level, you, when you walk out of here, have the mind of Christ. But trust me when I say this, we all have blind spots. And there are times where we need, we need members of the body to speak into our life. And speak to us good and wholesome words of encouragement and sometimes even warnings. Or the scripture wouldn't have said that. Okay? Assembling together, but it, to admonish, encourage, urge, cheer, cheer one another on, and even warn at times, all the more faithfully as we see the day approaching. We're all anointed for this. All right? So this has been some family time today. So as you go out of here, just take this and process it and let it motivate you. Amen? One analogy keeps coming to mind, I know. Um, maybe it's because Christian's here, but it's a military.